The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Hello and welcome to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster and my guest today is Amelia Hayes Rivest, who is the director of conservatory at the Drama Studio in Springfield, Massachusetts. Hello, Amelia. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you so much for having me here. Yeah, I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you for coming. And thank you to Megan Lynch um, from Six Point Creative, um, who had... Uh, the foresight to know that you should come on the show. Um, I got to interview Megan a few weeks ago. And after we had our interview, Megan said, do you know Amelia? And do you know the drama studio in Springfield? And I said, no, and no. Um, and so now we're connected and now you're here and we get to hear all about you and the drama studio on the show. That's wonderful. Yeah. And Megan is, um, uh, a fantastic person and is in on the joke that uh, part of Drama Studio's success is that we're all kids all the time. And part of the silliness of that is we don't know any grownups. So she's on a marketing mission to connect us um, <laughs> with the greater adult community. So we're not Springfield's best kept secret anymore. Yeah, I love that. And so you have been around for 27 years, the Drama Studio has? Over 30. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Over 30. All yeah. right. That's amazing. Yeah. Do you want to tell a little bit about the Drama Studio history? Sure. Um, Steve Hayes founded the Drama Studio in 1987. Uh, he came from Equity Professional Theater, um, ran Stage West, um, auditioned and hired actors, you know, all up and down the... Uh, East Coast. Um, and then when he was ready to kind of move on, he realized there was not really a national model um, for children to study theater and the way that they can study music. So music conservatories are a well-known entity. Um, but often when you think of children's theater, you uh, just leap right into thinking about productions and usually productions of a certain type um, and uh, stock kind of performances. Um, Well-known yeah. yeah. performances. Yeah. Or, yeah, which have incredible value yeah. and are wonderful, but that's not training. Yeah. And so uh, he founded the drama studio as kind of the um, musical parallel, parallel to the music conservatories as a place where passionate kids could come and train in theater and have a sense of community with other like-minded individuals. And when he started it over 30 years ago, that's really, uh, it, was, it was groundbreaking. Um, it was wonderful. It was a safe haven for uh, incredibly dedicated and um, wonderful kids to come together and forge that community. Uh, it was a well-balanced program of intentional curriculum that could take you from an intro level up through really a college curriculum. Uh, we graduated kids that would place out of first-year college um, they were phenomenally attractive to colleges when they went to apply because where else would you get that kind of training as mm. a high school student? Um, the joke was they had to cultivate a lot of kindness towards their high school teachers because they'd already read um, much of the curriculum just in our, in our classes. Um, there was more focus on teenagers um, because, you know, coming from a professional background, um, the curriculum that Steve uh, fostered with amazing teaching artists from all over uh, was really adapting a college curriculum to high school and then um, middle school. And so he asked me to develop a curriculum for elementary and middle school um, students. 
Uh, and there really wasn't a, a model um, that would deal with a child-centric approach. It was more applying um, exercises and um, content. And so um, Springfield is a very wonderful and amazing and diverse community. And so with that uh, need there, we developed Drum Studio's conservatory curriculum, grew to over 200 students, um, and found that the curriculum actually broadened out um, who was attracted and necessary at the drama studio. So with um, the, the foundation of using theater, we joke it's kind of how to be a human being, Mm. Um, and the emphasis on theater is really all about finding your voice. The most important character you'll ever play is yourself, and you better become very skilled at being entrusted with that amazing character before you go on to play other characters. So they train um, for years in how to do justice to that character, um, the character they've been gifted to play the rest of their lives. Uh, and we found that there's not a lot of challenging material out there for 9- to 14-year-olds. So much of the work we produce is um, material our students have written. Um, we have two festivals of one acts that are all student-written. Their work is stunning. It's amazing. Uh, it's some of the most profound, um, challenging, silly, serious, beautiful work, and it's a privilege to produce it. Um, as kind of word grew of what that training was, our population expanded as well. We have phenomenal hardcore theater kids. Um, if you're a theater kid and you haven't found a home, Drama Studio is, is your home. And so where would they find more information about the Drama you Studio? Go online, dramastudio.org. Um, we're in Springfield, 41 Oakland Street. But we've also found that essential to our curriculum is to have a real um, essential diversity of voices. And so you get a lot of kids that just haven't found a place where they feel purposeful, where they feel heard, um, and that they can contribute. Uh, Drum Studio is a great home for that. You get kids that are um, phenomenally gifted writers, and this is a place for what they have to say to come to fruition and have impact on other young artists. You get kids that are struggling in school and realize that when they shift how they engage with words, um, it unlocks success in school. Um, you get kids that um, are neurodiverse and realize that Drama Studio is an amazing place where it's not just that they're included, uh, they're essential, their perspectives make the work richer and deeper and more vibrant. Um, it's a place where kids farm lifelong friendships uh, from all different perspectives because that's kind of the point of theater to get out of your comfort zone. And so kids that would never encounter each other form really lifelong friendships. It's a joy to watch that unfold as well. And so, you know, you said that you're um, in Springfield. Do most of the classes happen at your 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 building where you are at the drama studio? Yes, we have an amazing uh, facility with um, three studios and smaller rooms as well. We have a black box theater. Um, our kids train technical theater, uh, stage management, as well as acting and writing. Um, we are on site 
um, our productions sell out because it's only a 65-seat theater. So mm -hmm. our, our kids are focusing on their craft and content rather than just being loud. Um, it's a great way to train for film preparation as well as on stage because it's a thrust stage. Um, and tell me what that means. What's uh, a thrust stage? Uh, audience is on three sides usually, although one of the first things the kids learn is their um, black box theater, nothing is permanent. Um, they'll walk in and an entire set will have been created and where they thought was downstage is now upstage. Um, and a set that they lived in and created this entire world is gone a month later for the next production. Um, so a thrust stage means that you're much more, uh, as an actor, you're much more aware of angles, of um, connecting with the audience. It's not proscenium. You're not detached and framed. Um, it's much more challenging for our actors. They have a greater responsibility for the audience on stage. Sounds like a lot. I didn't know what that meant. So thank you so much for explaining. <laughs> um, and so you seem like you have a real depth and knowledge of theater and working with kids, productions. How long have you been um, where you are right now? In the space? Yeah. Um, well, we bought the building about five years ago, but we had been renting um, uh, from the small church that had been there for almost 30 years. Um, so it's, it was an amazing relationship in that congregation um, when they realized they could no longer continue. Um, uh, you know, the gift of a new roof um, before they left, they were amazingly supportive. So when we bought the building, uh, you know, for a nonprofit to buy a huge facility like that was a bold step. Our board, board of directors is amazing. They are phenomenal people, and that kind of year of discernment that we took, we're very committed to our neighborhood, um, to being a resource for our community. Um, at night and on weekends, we are the anchor of our neighborhood, and uh, it's really important that we keep the lights on, um, mm -hmm. and stay committed to the children of that neighborhood. And so did I hear you right that you bought an old church? Are you in an old it's church? It's amazing Victorian 1908, um, uh, Victorian church, community building and parsonage. It's a phenomenal complex. I'll have to go and check it out. Um, it sounds amazing. Um, so we have to take our first break. This is Tara Brewster. You've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm here today with Amelia Hayes Rivest, and she is from the Drama Studio in Springfield. We'll be right back. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and my guest today is Amelia Hayes-Rivest, and she is the director of conservatory at the Drama Studio in Springfield. And you can find out more about the Drama Studio at their website, dramastudio.org. So we were just talking a little bit about the amazing work that you're doing in Springfield for your Forest Park neighbors, um, for the kids. Over the past 30 years, it's incredible. Um, so thank you so much for doing all that work. And it seems like you have a really rich history in working with kids and maybe theater yourself. Do you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself and how you came to the drama studio? 
Sure. Um, let's see. I majored in education and dance at Smith, but that was after having kind of grown up in the professional theater. So I was expo- I had a very non-traditional childhood and spent a lot of time with amazing professional actors all up and down the East Coast. Everyone assumed that I was going to be a performer, but I think growing up as the child in the room, observing, listening, and kind of soaking up this amazing experience, I realized I felt kind of irresponsible to just dive into acting for me personally, that everyone has their own path. And I felt incredibly fulfilled and um, drawn to being an actor. But the idea of diving into one character and only having responsibility for that mm-hmm. when you had the equal pull uh, to work with children and be the platform for their voices went out. And I've never looked back. I Every day at my job is just an amazing privilege to have these hearts and minds and all that they create every day is a 24-hour improv of moving fast to meet the needs. It's a very high-stakes improv game when you're entrusted to build a platform for children. The stakes are much higher than when you're performing for yourself. I think being around um, new works is incredibly invigorating, um, what they create and what they write, and being part of that process of bringing them to life um, from the first improv that you know, nine and 10 year olds are doing to their dawning awareness of what they've got. They've got an amazing idea and that it's uh, going to take all of us to bring it to life on stage um, and being in at the very beginning of that process um, until they are actually performing it is a, oh, it's, it's, it's an amazing challenge and a joy at the same time. So I guess my background is coming from theater and then education. Choreography was a huge part of it and having that lens to physicalize art as well as dealing with the words, I think has informed a lot of the curriculum um, of recognizing the human body as an instrument as well as the words uh, allows us to be, I think, more fully child-centric because so much of the expression uh, when you've only had nine years on the planet um, is physical as well as uh, and, and emotional as well as um, verbal. I'm just thinking about you growing up in this very adult realm, probably, um, mm-hmm. and being the only child in the room and sort of how that shaped you in your desire to do this work. Um, what was that like for you growing up in that space and kind of being, you know, sort of pushed in this way and also just really soaking in a lot of probably adult material and interaction and maybe adult scenes and knowledge? I think what it gave me was a background of an awareness of, you know, how precious and fleeting life is. Actors don't mess around with being open and and loving and making connections right away because you're going to be together for the time it takes to put on a production and then it's gone. So there was an openness and an awareness that you don't have time to waste Uh, in making connections with humans. I think the quality of work that I experienced was certainly shaping and the awareness of 
that quality and dedication and technique matter and that everyone should have access to that. It should not be an elite experience. That was very shaping. I think as an as a child being taken seriously and respected and not being patronized ever or seen as the kid was incredibly shaping. I think one of the things drama studio students talk a lot about is how much they are respected and taken seriously as artists. And I think that was definitely uh, impressed upon me. Um, I think I just read a lot and saw a lot. And that, that gift of just not having to wait until you were in college to see and experience, you know, in whatever developmental way, I took in a lot of the material that I was seeing of certainly um, uh, adult and equity performances. But just being exposed to that, I think, was very shaping and realizing that's an essential part of just having access to um, the world. And, and that is part of our commitment of, of buying this building and making sure that access to good work uh, is, is not out of the, the means of our, our community. And I think also having a safe space with trusted people around you, you know, to be yeah. able to express yourself and find your voice and be in your body mm -hmm. is really important. That's, I'm glad you brought that up because that is one of the defining features that a lot of our kids talk about Drama Studio, that it is their safe space. Um, it's, it is a very real commitment that every voice matters. Um, we only have one rule at the Drama Studio. You may not hurt a person on the inside or out. And it is up to our students to fully deconstruct that rule, not hear imaginary other rules, but to really take that um, to heart. They are responsible for building that community. The adults are there to lay down the foundations, but it is the students that will be building the work together. And they really do an amazing job of taking that one rule um, down to, you know, a cellular level of what that means to uh, respect, support, um, and build each other up. Um, we, <laughs> I guess the funny story of uh, safe space, we have a tradition at the drama studio of the kids naming the, the rooms in the studios. So one space is called the dungeon because it's in the basement. And when we bought the building, um, we took all the pews out of the sanctuary, the church's sanctuary. That was the last space that we hadn't really had access to, and we made it this beautiful, accessible uh, studio. Our alumni came in and helped lay the floor and clear, and it was a you know beautiful community. Our alums are amazing. Whatever we need, they're they're there for. Um, but then you know the time was to now dedicate it and to open it and have it be a teaching space. And so I sent out this huge broadcast. I was very pleased with myself of like, okay, it's not a church anymore. We need a non-religious name, can't be called the sanctuary anymore because that's what we'd been calling it. And in true drama studio form, I immediately had um, a bunch of emails and notes from alums and also younger kids of like suggesting um, in true drama studio kid style, perhaps I did not know the definition of sanctuary. Thank you very much. Um, this place is their sanctuary and it shall be called the sanctuary. Um, one of my favorite comments was a younger kid, I think it was nine, um, suggesting, it's okay, Amelia, just think of it like a wildlife sanctuary. Um, <laughs> that's, that's really what uh, all you need to think about. So it is officially called the sanctuary, and uh, K-12 
kids have defined it as their safe drum studios, their safe space for, for many, many different reasons. All identities are valued and supported um, at the drum studio. And that's, that's what I was going to ask you about a little bit too, because um, the state of kids' mental health is really mm -hmm. um, at an all-time low. Um, and priority-wise, a lot of people are starting to pay attention to it um, just because post-pandemic and families are having a hard time. And if families are having a hard time, then kids are having a hard time. Yeah. Um, and so how have you seen kids' mental health and wellness shift over the past, um, you know, little bit, and this might be a question for after the, after the break, but I think, um, I think so. Cause it's a, it's a phenomenally important question and uh, a big part of how we roll and, and, uh, it's, it's a phenomenally important question. All right. So let's, let's save it until, um, after the next break, but I will say that, um, at the drama studio in Springfield, you have um, 25 plus after theater classes, you have vacation programs, you have performance opportunities, you have educational touring productions, you have literacy workshops, field trip opportunities, and drama club residencies. Is that right? Yes, our touring production is on hold temporarily as we kind of regroup from schools, not having outside groups come in, but everything else is ready for action. Awesome. So... You will answer my question that I just asked you when we come back. I'm Tara Brewster. You're listening to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm here today with Amelia Hayes-Rivest, and she is the director of conservatory at the Drama Studio in Springfield, Massachusetts. We'll be right back. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and my guest today is Amelia Hayes-Rivest, and she is the director of conservatory at the Drama Studio in Springfield. And right before the break, my question was very poorly timed for our break mm -hmm. timeline, but I asked Amelia about the state of kids' mental health and what was going on um, from her point of view with kiddos right now. Um, just from my view of um, our region and my work with some nonprofits, I'm seeing a lot um, of nonprofits really struggling to meet the needs of kids and kids' mental health and wellness and families, um, in particular post-pandemic. So I would just love to hear your opinion of how you're supporting the kiddos and, and where they're coming from. And, you know, for me, improv and theater um, is a little bit like, you know, group therapy. So I don't know if the drama studio is a little bit like that or not, mm -hmm. but um, I'd love to hear your opinion on it. Sure. And I, I also love that you added in, you know, as families are stressed, um, uh, it also, you know, is a factor of the, the kids' mental health as well. Um, our community in Springfield, uh, families are very stressed um, for all of the, the isms um, and drama studio, you know, is scrambling to meet needs. Um, I think just one qualification, you know, we, we really make sure that we communicate to families that while we have many, many referrals from therapists, um, there's a difference between, um, uh, cl clinical drama therapy and, uh, theater as a practice. Um, theater is a safe space. It is often therapeutic, 
Um, but it is by no means um, a substitute for therapy. We work in conjunction, and as I said, we get a lot of therapist referrals. But I think especially as you're talking about acute mental health crises, that distinction is very important. Um, we are part of some children's um, IEPs and school plans. Um, we're often a place where if a child is in partial day, um, we are the exception of what they can go out to do. Um, because the families um, have made it clear to all the caregivers and the medical team um, that this is the one thing that should not be disrupted. Um, it is the one place their children are successful socially. Uh, they have a community, and the other kids are counting on them, and that's very real. Um, we have some kids that are Zooming in while they're in hospital, um, and you know, their classmates are determined to include them. Um, we built a little, we have a little stand, so sometimes the kids on laptops are rolling around, so they're on stage um, uh, as their heads and their friends are wheeling them around. Um, we, our response is, you know, we're, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. We are, we are a safe space. The kids' voices are heard. Um, we work closely uh, to make sure that it, it is a safe space, and as they give voice to their authentic experiences. They have a trusted adult that is shaping that material on stage so there's no consequences for them later. Um, that is a fine line and one that I'm very glad I am as old as I am and, and have that many years on the planet so that the children's voices are authentic, their experience is not in any way censored, but that you do have an adult making sure there is no consequence for the expression of that. Um, our response to mental health is that we have to have the capacity to grow and offer more. We have wait lists for our classes. Um, we open up um, other sections as often as we can. Um, it is not a sustainable model, um, but we are we are the kind of the only game in town for many of our functions. Um, there's places you can take classes. There's certainly amazing places you can perform, but having a, a safe community of 200 kids that have all got your back um, and entrance to that community is not something we take lightly. Um, part of the stress that our kids face and families face is economic. Um, so we, since our founding, have a policy of never turning a child away due to need. Um, as you can guess, that need is increasing, and we will continue to meet it. That is incredibly challenging, but our donor community is rising to the challenge, um, and our community partners as well. Um, one of the stresses that our families face is uh, transportation, so we're working with other community partners to address that um, as the stresses on families increase. Um, our kids talk a lot about this is the place where they can breathe. Um, you watch them come in and they do. We have a very crowded hallway and they decompress. They greet each other um, with a sense of relief often um, and then get ready. You know, they, they come early so they can hang out and then go up to class and do their good work. Um, there's, it's, it's a very complex question and I'm, I'm glad you asked it. Uh, it is definitely an organizational stress of how to how to meet those those needs. Um, it's ongoing. Yeah, and thank you for doing that work. I mean, thinking about having a kid um, 
come to class on a screen from a bed in a hospital is, it really resonated with me for sure. So thank you for doing that. Um, well, there's no need to stop that, you know, training. It's, it's essential and part of, part of theater is solving problems. Our kids grow up like, oh, you've got to solve that problem. And so they know together we're going to solve the problem. That's, that's what theater does. That's big, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just being a mom of two kids, an eight and a 10 year old and being in the community, uh, you know, I'm on the board of Cutchins programs for families and children. And, you know, like just knowing that this is this is a major issue that not a lot of people have a lot of direct um, knowledge of um, unless you are, you know, mm-hmm. somehow, you know, you, you're a parent or a grandparent or, you you know, kiddos. Um, but I think one of the stresses on the family is that it, it does take a village to raise a child. And I think so many families are not able to fully access villages. And some of our kids talk about that of like, this is my village. And they're very, very clear and very protective of it. Mm. Um, but it, it supporting parents is definitely a way to address that as well. Yeah. Well, thank you for doing that. That's really meaningful and important work. So thank you. Um, and so you talked a little bit about, um, it taking a village and you are a nonprofit and you Mm -hmm. mentioned donors. Um, tell me a little bit about how you stay afloat and your funding model and how you continue to meet the needs of, you know, the sponsorships or the, the, um, the, the needs of the kids that are coming in that, can't afford the programming? It, it is challenging. Um, we are very blessed with um, amazing alums um, that, you know, contribute financially, certainly, because they know what it means to have access to programming, um, but also contribute in terms of support of faculty um, on stage, off stage. Like I said, they came in and helped lay the floor in our new studio. Um, we definitely have um, an amazing community of donors, business sponsors, uh, local philanthropists, um, uh, foundations are incredibly generous. A lot of our foundation support goes to our literacy outreach programs. Um, that's a huge part of who we are. Um, so the foundations are incredibly supportive of theater readers and our connection with the Springfield Public Schools. Um, we also, you know, uh, ways to support the drama studio are simply brain power as we're struggling to come up with, um, ways to evaluate data of how this way of training affects kids' social emotional wellness, but also affects their, um, access to literacy within the schools, um, brain power and our local colleges support us, um, with partnering, um, but just kind of the your work here of uh, broader work and um, connection to adults whose background in business and marketing um, it's kind of the stone soup model to be honest <laughs> and I love stone soup in Greenfield I don't know if you've ever met um, Kirsten Lovett mm-hmm. but stone soup is in Greenfield and I love that that organization and that story um, mm-hmm. for sure um, so tell me a little bit about um, the literacy program because it seems like it's a pretty big, 
deal for you. Um, sure. Um, that's uh, probably also a, a bigger question. Um, over the years, uh, we found a lot of kind of parents coming back to us saying like, what'd you do to my kid? Um, they were really struggling in school and all of a sudden they can read. Um, they never spoke up in class and all of a sudden they're leaders. Um, their confidence has gone through the roof. But how are you getting them to read? Um, and that kept happening over and over um, with kids that were neurodiverse, but also kids that just were not connecting with reading and understanding the power that it had and, and were really disenfranchised as writers. Um, and so we realized, uh, again, responsibility-wise, if we had something that worked and Springfield was having a literacy crisis, uh, we needed to take action. I love that so much, and that so much of the role of nonprofits is to take action where there's a need. So thank you for doing that. I'm Tara Brewster. You're listening to the Western Mass Business Show. Today my guest is Amelia Hayes-Rivest, the director of the of conservatory at the Drama Studio in Springfield. We'll be right back. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and my guest today is Amelia Hayes-Rivest, the director of Conservatory at the Drama Studio in Springfield. If you want to find out more about the Drama Studio, please go to dramastudio.org. Before this last break, we were talking about the literacy program that you're doing in the Springfield schools and the impact and changes that you've been making in so many kiddos' lives. And so I was wondering, because we had to cut you off a little bit short, if you had anything else to say about that particular piece of the drama studio. Sure. Um, we are in partnership with the Springfield Public Schools, who are phenomenal partners and very brave. Um, and it was um, an experiment at first to see if you could bring conservatory training into the classroom to unlock literacy, um, as opposed to um, partnering in a more traditional way where you bring in a unit or the kids come to you for um, productions. And uh, Springfield said yes. Um, they were uh, incredibly supportive of kind of designing this pilot program. Some of the um, principals were just phenomenally supportive. And basically what it means is drama studio faculty are embedded within uh, the classrooms and our only material, our source material, is whatever the kids are learning in their uh, ELA or their science or history. With a literacy crisis, every second that we're in the classroom should count at least threefold. And Springfield is a great partner. They share whatever they're reading. And then our mandate is to turn that in then into a theater curriculum. So we don't bring in an extra curriculum. It's just supporting these heroic teachers of kind of the question is, what would you do if you had a whole full conservatory theater at your back? How could that support your classroom? Because the teachers are amazing. And so I look like an ant as I come in carrying boxes and boxes of all the cool stuff from the theater. But whatever book they're reading, they know that then their job is then going to be to mess with it as theater readers and bring it to life and have kind of a different approach to words. One of the most fascinating things for us is that the current research into literacy is revealing that literacy is unlocked with agency, purpose, and fun. That is the secret to literacy of agency, purpose, and fun, especially 
in trauma-based neighborhoods. And if you think about theater, it's a it's a great match. We are all about agency. Your voice is what matters. Purpose. Yep. That's why you're reading to bring something to life. It's not just words on a page. It's there to share, to communicate, to express. And yeah, we do have a lot of fun. I'm often do more laughing. I have as good a time as the kids uh, in it. So our um, And then they come to us for field trips. So we're a third space, not just going from home to school, um, but a place to come and see that there's a whole world out there and that they are a very important part of it. So the field trips are an utter joy when the Springfield kids come, take over the entire building for the day. Again, shout out to the principals for just their heroics in making this happen and coordinating the field trips. They're amazing partners for us. I love that you talked about unlocking literacy and really breaking it down and also talking about and calling out a third space for Mm -hmm. a lot of kids because there's not a lot of places that kids go Mm -hmm. you know when their parents are working full-time or there's no one to bring them or transportation's an issue you know field trips become really important um, especially in certain neighborhoods or school districts absolutely um and so on your website, I saw that you had a whole bunch of people on staff mm-hmm. that help support you. So I don't know if you wanted to highlight or call out any of those people. Oh, um, we have amazing staff. So we have theater artists that are just, um, oh, the visions and what they're able to bring to life is just phenomenal. Um, we have administrative staff um, uh, that are you know, keeping us all on track and doing the work. Um, our board of directors is phenomenal. Um, our technical theater staff is incredibly creative. Um, and all of our staff work with our community partners um, to, you know, make <laughs> make it all happen with uh, as little it, – it's, it's very stretched. So yeah. we, we rely on our, our village. No, our staff is phenomenal. Many of them are alums um, who just grew up knowing – the expectations, the high expectations that we have for our, our children and youth and the respect that's needed. They're, uh, it's a joy to work with our alums taking, taking on the next, next phase. And so for a long time, you were 9 to 18. <laughs> yep. And so recently you've added a new category. Do you want to talk about that? Oh, sure. So our parents kind of hijacked us and said, this is ridiculous. My child cannot wait until 9. Um, I have a younger sibling, and you know they're a drama studio kid. Could you please get over yourself and offer a program for a 6- to 8-year-old? So we did. It's called Acting Up, and we love it. Um, I can't imagine not having the 6- to 8-year-olds there. Um, so our acting up is one that we often have to open up other sections because the wait list fills up really fast, but they are, they are a riot. Um, and I, I love it. And it's really a great introduction of how to, um, be your full self, uh, at the drama studio. So by the time they're nine, first of all, they own the place by the time they're nine then, which is a riot. Um, but they really are, are a step ahead of knowing how to support each other, Um, and where else do you train in ensemble where you know that the other people in your class are just as important as your teacher at Mm. age six. Um, so we like to start that uh, early with acting up. I love that. Once again, a nonprofit filling a need for the community. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for doing that. Um, so what about dreams for the future? You know, 30 years in, what does the next 30 years look like to so you? So we had a huge shift in buying the building. Um, it was a, a phenomenally brave move for our board and staff to take. 
Um, as soon as we bought it, we then had the mandate to get it up to code. Um, so from the purchase and all of the uh, fire and safety updates, uh, we now have sprinklers. Um, foundations have been incredibly generous with supporting that. Um, and uh, our last phase will be to install an elevator um, so we're fully accessible. Accessibility is intensely important to us on all fronts, including physical. Um, our vision of going forward is we will have, you know, when all the capital campaigns are done, we will have invested a million dollars in this community resource, and it needs to earn its keep. How is it going to better partner artists in Springfield? How is it going to be a better community resource? Um, what is its daytime programming going to look in addition to supporting the Springfield Public School Partnership? How else can that better support our beloved Springfield community? I love that. That's really beautiful. When do you hope to be done with the elevator and the capital campaigns uh, and how can people donate? And um, you can, we have a, um, uh, you can go on our website and find all different ways to support, um, uh, financial support is vital, absolutely vital as the needs keep increasing, but as is in-kind donations, um, as we own our building, um, local uh, community supporters are essential. I think going on our, our website, uh, dramastudio.org, um, you can see all different ways to support and connect and make this uh, mission possible. I love that so much, and I love that you're just constantly putting one foot in front of the other and getting it done. Um, and it's community, right? It's mm -hmm. your partners and people that step up and fill the need, and whether it's like wielding a hammer, you know, fixing mm -hmm. some electrical stuff. I mean, mm -hmm. it's I I love how how nonprofits just kind of figure it out as they go and really assemble the car as they go. So yep. thank you <laughs> so much for all this important work. I really appreciate it. Um, and so uh, this is Tara Brewster. You've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show. I've been talking today with Amelia Hayes Rivest, who is the director of conservatory at the Drama Studio in Springfield, Massachusetts. If you want to find out more about the Drama Studio, please go to dramastudio.org. I also wanted to thank Business West, who is a local, wonderful um, media outlet that tells us so much about everything that's going on all throughout Western Massachusetts. I look forward to having Joe Bednar on the show in a couple weeks. I'm finally closing that loop. It's been a dream of mine for two and a half years to have Business West on and then finally doing it. And then our other sponsor is Greenfield Savings Bank, who is my employer, who allows me to do the show and be an ambassador of goodwill in the community. Um, Greenfield Savings Bank has been around for 153 years, serving Franklin and Hampshire County. Thank you so much to GSB. Thank you to Amelia. Thank you for listening to the Western Mass Business Show. Talk soon. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP.